Hey friends, welcome to Blissed Out Pod, a podcast for all things spiritual, magical, and intentional talk. We'll learn and grow together as we discuss the balance of life. We'll talk hard topics, but we will have fun too. A balanced podcast for all, and it starts now. Hello beauties, my name is Alyssa Barlow, and our first episode is just about my story. So I'm going to start off with letting you guys, or telling you guys rather, my backstory. So my name is Alyssa. I am now 27 years old. I'm married and I have an amazing home in Morrisville, PA uh, with a few different animals (laughs) and they are the loves of my life. Um, But let's start with my story and my background and, and we'll go from there and we'll piece everything together. So how did I get into spirituality? How did I start healing? How did this become something that I'm really passionate about? It's a really, really great question. So I think I started my first spiritual awakening. I was around 14, 15. I was going through a really rough time, like most kids do at that age. It just felt like everything was not on my side. It felt like I was by myself constantly, like I always had to figure things out. And, you know, I needed something more. So I always wanted to be an actress. And that was going to be my job. That was going to be something that, you know, I looked at as my career. But as I got older, I started to realize that something was stopping me from pursuing this career. Not only did I feel terribly about the industry, like I didn't want to be a part of it, no matter how much I loved acting. But every time I had an audition something would happen. I wouldn't be able to get to New York for a ride. The audition would be canceled. Something, you know, something along those lines. I'd get a call back and then never get a call from my call back. And it was just a lot of nonsense and running in circles. And that's the industry, right? But I got tired of it. I needed something more sturdy. I knew that in my future, I wanted to build a family and I wanted to grow with my husband. And I knew that being an actress would put a wedge in that. That it wasn't impossible, but that it was going to be really difficult to do the things that I envisioned. And I really wanted to build my life. So being as I was, you know, I've always wanted to be an actress since I was a kid. I was around 14 or 15. And I really settled into that feeling of being an actress, into that knowing, into that, you know, being like, this is the rest of my life. And I didn't really think of much else. Um, now this was when I started to see angel numbers, but didn't really think much of it. This is when little things started to happen, like getting signs from my uncle that I didn't know were signs at the time, like little things like this, um, really started to happen around 14, 15. So I got a little bit older about four years later and I met my husband now. Um, and I was 18. So we were really young when we met. But I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with him, as crazy as that sounds. And I knew that I wanted to build this life. And I knew that he was the person who I've been dreaming about building my life with since I was a kid. And he always supported me in acting and, you know, was never, ever standoffish about it or made me feel like I couldn't do it. But there was still some part of me that was like, this isn't working out, you know. Like I said, every audition was canceled, all the things like, you know, it was just very frustrating for me. 
So I was around like maybe like 21. Yeah, about like five years ago when I started to realize that I wanted more, that there is more, that there's like different things that I could do to make myself feel a little bit better. My depression, my PTSD, and my anxiety were starting to get bad again. So I did these DBT groups and they helped me really in the moment feel connected because it was about community. It was about other women feeling the same way I did and I didn't feel so alone. So doing those DBT groups and going back to therapy had greatly helped me, but it started not to after a while. It almost was like a temporary fix and I needed something stable. I needed something sturdy. I needed something that I could see that that's what I was meant to do. And I've had a lot of traumas in my life. So I've had a lot of sex trauma, um, parental trauma, community trauma, women trauma, you name it. I mean, we all have a trauma, at least one. So my my CPTSD was really starting to get out of control. I was starting to feel like everybody hated me. I was back into my people-pleasing tactics that I was trying so desperately to get rid of. And I felt codependent on any and everyone in my life, every relationship, everything, even weed, still to this day is something that I'm trying to be not codependent on. It's something that I'm really truly working on because I truly would like to just be dependent on myself. (laughs) And that's not to say that, you know, I won't need a community, but it's, it's, to the point where I feel like I need to do this for myself. I need to figure out, you know, what's good for me, what works for me. And I'm still trying to figure that out even at 27 years old. So one of the first things that I realized really helped me was this community, was these DBT groups and, you know, these classes every week. But like I said, it became temporary. And once the classes ended, even though I was putting the ice back on my neck you know, during anxiety attacks, I was envisioning a stop sign in my head before I spoke. I was taking all of these tools, techniques, and everything that I learned in DBT, and I was putting it out into the real world, but I still felt hopeless. This was months of doing this, and I felt like nothing was going to help me feel better. So I started to learn about crystal healing. That was really the first thing that got me into it. Um, into spirituality as a whole. Now, I was always spiritual. I just wasn't sure the depths of spirituality. And to be honest with you, I was a novice. I was naive and I didn't really understand it. But I was curious about it. So I started learning more and more about, you know, healing and things of this sort. And, you know, how I can help myself feel better. How I can help others feel better in their body. So I started practicing breath work, little things like that, you know, nothing too crazy. I downloaded the Insight Timer app. That was one of the first apps that I ever downloaded for meditation. And I just felt like things were starting to come together. I felt like I was starting to really piece my life together. I was starting to piece this trauma together. It was starting to feel like this was more than a temporary fix. So I tried to get myself out in community. I pushed myself to do really hard things at times when I really was not myself. 
And that's because I knew that this is what had helped me before. And I had a lot of trauma regarding community. And I was essentially doing this therapy for myself to get myself out there to tell myself not every community is like this. That you can put yourself out there. That you can be accepted fully for who you are. That you can truly just be authentic. Now, these things took time, of course. But I did start to feel like I was being accepted into communities. And these communities were very much spiritual wellness communities. And that's where I felt I was meant to be. So I started involving myself in those communities. You know, I it's always the money that held me back. It was always like, I don't have the money, but I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to go to this event and maybe I won't be able to go every time, every month, every week, but I'm going to go whenever I can. And so I started to do little things like that, built friendships through that, you know, things that really made me feel good. Um, and through that, I realized that you know, I was still relying on other people for my happiness. And that's when I knew that there was blockages. There were things that I needed to clear inside of my body. That trauma was still sitting in there. And that's when I found movement. That's when I found Reiki. That's when I found... It was almost like these things came flooding in. I've been a dancer my entire life since I was three years old. Dancing was always a hobby for me. And it was always something that when I danced, I felt alive. I felt, you know, I felt like I was meant to be doing this. And so I stuck with that. I went back to dancing. I did adult classes every year in September. Um, and then we put on recitals and it, it was letting my inner child glow. And, you know, letting my myself be seen and be heard and my body be seen. And to let myself know, like, it's okay. Like, we're okay now. And that felt really good. So then I started to get interested in Reiki. And I started to look things up about Reiki. But I didn't see any practitioners or any master teachers that I really aligned with. Until um, I went to Anhara's mini retreat. I think it was in 2020. Um, and I met my mentor. I met my Reiki master teacher, Crystal, and one of my good friends, Colleen, who was also my uh, tarot mentor. And when I met them, I felt safe. I felt like, well, everyone at Anahabas, to be honest with you, at that mini retreat, I did feel held. I felt safe for the first time by community in a very, very long time. And it felt like I didn't have to hide not one part of me. That I could just be a little bit broken. That I could just be a little bit bruised. And that everybody was okay with that. Because we were all a little bit broken. A little bit bruised. And we were all just trying to figure it the fuck out. And that felt good. That felt like I was in the right spot. We're all here trying to figure it out. Together. And that to me is all I've ever wanted. Is that community love. You know? That friendship. That, you know extending a hand to somebody when they need it. And for me, that was life-changing. That trip actually catapulted me into realizing that I am a healer, that I am meant to do this work. I never really thought that I was capable. 
I've seen mediums. I've seen people do Reiki. I've seen people do pranic healing. I've seen, you know, a lot of mystics do a lot of different things and a lot of different modalities. And I was always interested, but I just didn't think that I was able to do it, that I was capable. And that was my insecurities. That was everything screaming at me in my head, you know? But when I dropped into my heart, when I took that first intro to energy by Crystal and I realized, oh my God, I've been holding on to everybody else's fucking energy forever. That to me, I, like I, I cried after that class and I sat there and I really thought about it like, wow, that's insane. Like, I guess I never realized that. And that to me was just mind blowing. It was so opening and so expanding, but at the same time, hurt so bad because then I realized that I was the only reason that I was miserable for so long, that I was the only one in my way. <sighs> I'm just going to take a minute here because this is bringing up a lot, a lot of my insecurities. And you know, it's funny, it's, I'm doing this podcast and at a perfect time because I'm in this stage of my life where I'm falling back into old patterns and habits and I'm realizing that and I'm seeing why that's happening. And while it's hurtful, hey man, I'm fucking aware. Like I'm aware. I haven't been aware like this since I discovered spirituality, since I discovered spirit, since I discovered the love of God. Like these things forever changed my life and realizing what I meant for what I'm really truly meant to do was so life-changing so on this trip I went home I learned so much I gained so many friendships you know and I went home and I cried for a whole day because I was like I miss my soul fam I miss feeling held and safe and then I thought Alyssa, this is exactly what you should be taking from this. The knowing that you are always held and safe. That no matter what, you can hold yourself. You can love yourself. You can feel safe within yourself. And this trip, honestly, all the classes, all the trauma that I worked through. Now, it wasn't like a one-time fix, right? I continuously have to do healing every day. Healing is not linear. So I journal, I pull cards, I do all these things and I ground to help me feel more in my body, to help me feel more like myself, to bring me back to self. And when I do these things, I realize just how important they are. So when I get into these old patterns and habits like I am now, it's nice to be able to reflect and say, this is why we do what we do. This is why we do yoga because of how good we feel afterwards. This is why we do breath work because of how light we are, because of everything and all how we can literally feel everything leaving us that doesn't serve us through our breath, through something that's free, through our body. And these are things that we can do every day to release the trauma in our body. And it took me a while to realize that. Even after I went on the mini retreat, you know, I came home and that trip is 
like I said, the catalyst. It forever changed me. But I came home and I got interested in all the things. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. I, you know, researched everything. I started to see, you know, what kind of healing I might be interested in. Like pranic healing, Reiki. Like, um, you know, there's a ton of different things out there. And I, I wasn't, you know, I was always pulling tarot for myself. That was also another one of the first things that I got into along with crystal healing. But I was a beginner at tarot and I didn't even feel like I could really understand my messages. So I started taking tarot classes. Then I got excel. I felt like I was excelling in tarot. So I started to offer it to people. And now that's where I am now. Like I'm offering healing to other people so they can see their own power. So they can feel what I felt in that moment on that trip or in those several moments in that trip when I really felt like that aha moment of, wow, I've been the only one standing in my way. And while it is a sucker, like a sucker punch to the gut, it also is something that I would never wish to not happen because it's made my life and everything that I, you know, am aligned with and everything that's my purpose, it's pushed me towards those things. And God forbid, I didn't push myself to do something scary and create with community and coexist and hold each other and be there for each other. God forbid I didn't go on that trip. I don't know what would have happened. You know, I know that I, that this was always meant for me. So I know that eventually I would have found healing and giving, you know, this healing to other people and myself, but this was essential in my journey. I struggled for a really, really long time with various different things in my life. And all were related to things that I was holding on to. So essentially, I was upset that people weren't acting the way that I wanted them to. You know, I was upset that there were certain people in my life that didn't see my value, that really could care less that I wasn't in their life when they were so important to me. There were so many traumas that I had that I had to move through. And honestly... This work, I'm not sure I would have been able to move through it without this work. There are so many different modalities that I've tried. Um, and there are a few that really stick with me still to this day. And those are the things that I practice. Those are the things that I find joy in. Because they're my modalities. Now, every person is different. Every healer is different. The way that they heal is different too. So, and that's the beauty in it, honestly. That's the beauty in healing and, you know, working and collabing with other people is I'm bringing something to the table and you're bringing something to the table and they're completely different things, but we're both offering healing for each other. And it's just incredible to be able to experience that with somebody else. That is co-creation. That is one of the greatest things you can ever do in this life. So things like a gratitude prayer or, you know, journaling every day and pulling my cards and breathing and doing some yoga and grounding and getting outside and just putting my feet on the ground for at least two minutes. Like these things have affected my daily life 
so much so that if I didn't have them, I would still be this broken, lost girl. And I would still be searching for fulfillment outside of myself. This work has changed and saved my life. And I mean that. Really, truly, I mean that. This work is everything to me. And I have such passion in it because I really love it. (laughs) Because it's helped me. And I've seen it help other people. And it's so... I can't even put into words how profound this healing is. And I mean, unless you do it, you won't understand until you do it. But it's not for everyone. But I will say that we are all capable of expelling trauma from our body. We're all capable of finding our happiness. We're capable of the harder things that we think that we can't do. I promise you, you are more than capable. And it took me years of mental hospitals, of being suicidal, of, you know, not feeling in my power, of being a victim to make me realize when I am being a victim to this day, to help me pull myself out of that mindset. When I don't have energy, the least I can do is do a slow yoga flow or get outside and ground myself. There's little things that we can do every day even if we don't have energy to do anything else, that can bring us great fulfillment. That can bring us closer back to ourselves. There is so much conditioning and so much programming that we've had that, like, if I tried to tell you all of it, which I can't possibly, you would be fucking shell-shocked. Like, It's in everything, everything that we watch, everything that we eat. And there's so much programming in just the masculine and feminine. Aside from, you know, all of the societal norms that we deal with every day, like, whew, man, it's a lot. And to move through it alone is a lot. And I knew that there was a reason why I had this pull to get back in the community, to find my people. And while, you know, these aren't people that I talk to every day, they are the people that I feel close with, the people that I feel safe with, the people that if I needed anything at all, I could reach out to them. Those are my friends. They've saved me. They've helped me honor myself and see that I am my own savior. They helped me realize that I can do it. That I have the power. And you know, while it was me that saw my power and took it back and said, fuck you. I'm not letting anybody else have this anymore. I, I believe that, they, that they've changed my life in the ways that they've really helped me see who I am and what I'm meant to be. And I greatly thank them for that. And I love them so much. And they know who they are. But that that Anahata trip, that first trip, that first mini retreat, um, I think is really what pushed me into this um, into this world more. Now, health and wellness was always something that I was interested in, hence why I went on their retreat. But man, I can't even put into words how much this changed me. It just made me see who I am really truly 
instead of who I always thought I was, not in my power. It made me see all the good parts of myself, bad and ugly, and be able to accept that and to move through it. Before, it would have just been pity me, you know, woe was me, victim mentality, like, why did this have to happen to me? When in reality, we all go through traumas. We all go through life-changing events. And we all need someone. We cannot do this alone. And I tried so hard for so long to people please and do it on my own. And, you know, for fear of anybody leaving me. And now I found the people who, no matter what, won't leave. And, and I know that they won't because they love me and they see me for all of me. And so I just, I hone into that and I am grateful, so, so grateful for that. Everything that I am now couldn't have been possible without teenage angst me, without atheist Alyssa, without believing in something. I wouldn't have seen that there was something bigger. It took me a long time to see everything that I am worth, to see everything that I am capable of. But once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. So now, when I fall back into these old patterns and habits, I remind myself of who I am and what I'm capable of. How I've healed myself and how I continue to heal myself how I help others come back to themselves. It is, honestly, I know it is my life's work. It is a passion of mine and I love doing it and I love helping people and I hope to only bring that peace to you that I found within myself through yourself. Sometimes we need a little push. Sometimes we need that tough love. And I always thought, you know, being so sensitive, that that was people just hating. But it's not. That's what you need. You need for somebody to see you and be honest and real with you. And, you know, that's all I hope to give you. And myself. Honest, authentic, transparency, love, kindness, compassion. Healing, shedding, regrowth. These things are so important to me. Because I know it's possible. Because I've lived it. And while, you know, I'm not saying that every single trauma of mine is gone and released. Of course not. I'm a human. I have a lot of things that I have to work on still. But if you could have seen 15-year-old me. If you could have seen me 12 years ago. You would know why I'm so proud to be here. Why this work is so important. I'm just really grateful to be here and share my experience with you guys. Because there's truly nothing greater 
than coming home to yourself and seeing all that you can offer the world. Thank you guys for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave me a review if you did. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one.